0: Four O'Clock Football Frenzy is presented by Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans. Call him now at
1: 702-577-2600. All right, the frenzy is on the way. It is a Friday, Cofield & Company. John Von Toble is here. Ari's back in our Finley Toyota Studios. Yes, I am Steve Cofield. No vaccine talk Friday. It just... Won't stop. It just won't stop, John. It just won't stop. Uh, in the last hour, Kansas basketball, Bill Self, with a statement. Oh boy! I was excited to get back on the road today to see some recruits at various tournaments this weekend. You know, we just talked to Joe Esposito, saying, "Hey, uh, attendance is a little bit down. Maybe the high school kids are going to get the short shaft for the next couple of years." Well, Bill Self, Kansas coach, is out there. Said he was excited, but I tested positive for COVID-19 and I am in isolation. Yesterday afternoon, I started having some minor symptoms and wanted to get tested before traveling and being around these young men. So he says, if you have not, please get vaccinated so we don't have to worry about this virus continuing to affect our communities and Hmm. loved ones. Well, it sounds like he's vaccinated then. He says, I fully believe I would have been in much worse condition if not for the vaccine keep it to yourself, Bill. All right? I don't want this stuff stuffed down my throat, okay? I mean, I'm surprised. You do what that. you want. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do what we want. So I hope he's okay. I hope he doesn't get any sort of uh serious symptoms out of this, because I know some people have had a real rough time with it of late, both vaccinated and unvaccinated. So you're gonna get arrested? For? Violating HIPAA laws. Oh, that he gave out the information? Yeah. Okay, that was a good segue. Let's get in there. <laughs> Yeah, the HIPAA law thing's got to stop. Um, it's not a violation if you ask. No one asked Bill Self, but he he volunteered the information. I guess Dak Prescott tried to pull what MTG did the other day right? and said, uh, you can't ask me about this. Yeah, well, he, he said, uh, I don't feel comfortable by telling you whether
2: or not I've been vaccinated, uh, citing HIPAA laws as to why he would not.
1: Right. Clarence Hill Jr. said Dak Prescott <laughs> declined to say he got the vaccine, pointing to HIPAA. But he does believe the team will reach the NFL threshold.
2: Well, and here's the thing. Mina Kynes of ESPN made a great point. With the NFL's rules, right, in terms of vaccinated players versus non-vaccinated players, we're going to know if you're vaccinated or not. If you're having to wear a mask around the facility, if you're having to wear a mask on the sideline, all those sort of different little things. People will know travel details eventually. Right.
1: We'll know who's vaccinated who isn't. It'll happen. That's a HIPAA violation for speaking about it. Sorry. For trying to know. For thinking you know. You're for thinking like you're a, going to know. It's a, for knowing. CFBI. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. It's crazy, man. Once something starts to go around, the internets, it oh, becomes sorry. truth for a lot of people, and it just people just keep saying it. No one had ever heard of HIPAA 10 years ago. No.
2: No, there was actually – the first time we heard of HIPAA was uh, the uh, Jason Pierre poll when he hurt his hand. And there was actually a conversation oh, about right. remember there actually might have
1: been a legitimate violation Man. of
2: HIPAA laws
1: talking right. about suing Adam Shafter right. for releasing the information Fun times fun times How do you spell HIPAA Uh well that you know what actually that's a big issue for a lot of people too that's the other one. Um sorry I keep <laughs> bringing it <back>. up <laughs> Is Jameis Winston vaccinated Oh I did it again uh, I am worried about Jameis, but not because of COVID or the vaccine. I'm worried when I see news like this. Michael Thomas, star wide receiver, likely to miss the beginning of the season. Let's say it right now, especially as the number one show outside of, say, New Orleans or Tampa. We I think I screwed that up. We are the number one show in the country when it comes to having Jameis Winston stands. Yeah, was And say- I'm third on the list. And I really like the guy. You and Adam Hill are insane. What I was trying to say is there's a lot of Jameis Winston fans now in New Orleans. There were some still remaining in Tampa. I don't want him to be set up with a real empty deck here. The Saints are, I think, are going to be an average team. He can take them to a better level. But there's a good chance the Saints take a tumble of two or three or four wins. And guess who's going to be blamed? Taysom Hill. No, there's no way. I mean, unless Taysom Hill is just, unless he's playing half the time and, you know, he finishes the season with five five touchdowns and 17 interceptions. You don't know. He's not going to be blamed. You know Jameis Winston will be blamed. Of course he will.
2: Now, there, I think there's a real question. Again, don't want to violate any laws here. I think there's a real question as to why Michael Thomas had this surgery so late because by all indications, it's actually an ankle injury that he had suffered last year, like last season. Oh boy. And it had bothered him throughout the season. So it's even cited in the article, it is not known why he had this procedure so late. But now you're talking about it being at risk of missing the season. And look, the Saints wide receiver core is not terrible, uh, but Traquan Smith, Deontay Harris, Marcus Calloway, Jawan Johnson, Lil' Jordan Humphrey, those are your other five guys. You'd rather have Michael Thomas out there. It makes things a little bit easier for you if you're Jameis Winston and or Taysom Hill. And you're absolutely right. If it is Jameis Winston, which I think it's probably a conspiracy. You ready for this? <laughs> Sean Payton went to Michael Thomas and had him have the surgery late because he knows he has to start Jameis Winston to sabotage Winston so then he can play Taysom Hill without question. Wow, that's pretty
1: deep. I think it's pretty ridiculous.
2: They met in the cover of
1: night. If he wanted to start Taysom Hill, then he should have just moved on from Jameis Winston. Very true. He could have made that this whole thing very easy. No one forced Winston down his throat. No, but I think when you still have weapons like Alvin Kamara,
2: a a, a top-end receiving core as a whole – tight end, you probably need a little
1: bit more help. But regardless, this is still going to be a, a fine offense. But it does suck that Thomas is not going to be there. This part of the show is brought to you by our friends at Battleborn Injury Lawyers. In fact, today, uh, they're letting us use, our, uh, use their uh, span, uh, brand spanking new studios, if I can say it. I uh, want to remind you, you know, you may not need an attorney today or tomorrow. But at some point, it could happen. When that situation comes up, it's time to call on someone you can trust. Our guys are Justin Watkins. And Matt Hoffman from Battleborn Injury Lawyers, part of the Cofield & Company crew for nine-plus years. And it's all about trust. I trust these guys and the rest of the team at Battleborn Injury Lawyers. 570-9000 is the number. If you're uh, not getting along with your current attorney, the case isn't moving forward, give him a call. If you got questions, give them a call. If you got issues, give him a call. If you got an urgent problem, give him a call. It's Battleborn Injury Lawyers at 570-9000. Give me some crunch crunch. Thank you. We're going to talk to Heath Klein in a couple minutes, cover the SEC side of the Texas-Oklahoma story. What's your biggest questions on the SEC side? Is it the division realignment? Yes, it's all football-related, because we know why. It's money. Like, I don't need to know the why
2: of why this is happening. I want, I'm want. i more curious as to how they set this up, what it looks like. Do they do two divisions? Do they go four? Do they go four divisions or pods? How do they change things up from a football perspective? Because I'm with you. I mean, I don't think you can – you're not going to – what are you going to do? It's the most
1: <laughs> loaded West right. with a weak-ass East. Right. You know,
2: with the, you know Georgia and or Florida, and that's about it. I mean, I feel like Georgia and Florida would love that, but <laughs> I just don't know if that's going to be the case. So I'm more football-oriented when it comes to my questions about the SEC. Now, the Big 12, I am fascinated what it means for all of those schools in that in that conference.
1: Kind of interesting for Texas and Oklahoma on the men's basketball side.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, the SEC is – it's a quality basketball conference. But, like, it's not the Big 12. The Big 12 is insanely deep in terms of what they have at basketball. And there's an argument, like, Oklahoma's a quality basketball program. Texas at this moment right now is a little bit more on the upswing. Uh, But in terms of what they've been the last couple of years, right? But I'm I'm really curious from that perspective, too. Like, if you're the Big 12 – you go full basketball and just start recruiting some basketball teams to try to stay alive. I just, I don't know what it means, but the Big 12 angles are much more fascinating than what it means for the SEC.
0: Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans brings you the 4 o'clock football frenzy. Dial 702-577-2600 now. Home prices have never been higher, and interest rates have never been lower. Get your mortgage tune-up today by calling 577-2600. Cofield and Company. Here's a song I wrote about dirt roads, a pickup, and Dunkin' Ice Coffee. He the Grunk? Dirt roads, a pickup, and Dunkin' Ice Coffee. And America. Dirt roads, a pickup, and Dunkin' Ice Coffee. And America.
1: Pretty solid. <laughs> <thanks for love. laughs> pretty solid. I was thinking about Duncan. I was thinking about Duncan last weekend. If you want to watch something good this week in a documentary, I don't know if you've seen it yet, uh, but have you seen Donut King? No. Uh, Amazing. On what platform? Up and down, topsy-turvy Netflix. Okay. And I'll just tell you, it's about, if you notice, California has more donut shops than any state in the country, and most of them are Cambodian-owned. And Dunkin' Donuts has tried to go into California and wage war against local donut shops, and it's like one of the states where they've gotten smacked around. Interesting. Yeah. I also think, I, I think uh, Duncan is, has uh, I, I like it, but they're also, they're kind of moving into that that convenience store food market, which is risky, and you know I love, I love convenience store food.
2: Yeah, well, they're becoming a good coffee shop.
1: Okay. Okay. For, you know, offering I get breakfast it. items, I get bagels, it. and things like that. I get it. I'm also intrigued when I go on the road to see what the convenience stores are there. Uh, well, Heath well. Klein got me going a little bit. He's a South Carolina radio host on The Game in Columbia. Heath, how you going? Uh, how you doing, buddy? Hey man, how you doing? We're good. We're good. I saw your uh, picture of uh, Bucky's. What is Bucky's? Uh, Bucky's is a. It's a Texas
3: institution. It started to spread out into the South. It is the best gas station you will ever see in your life. It's got like hundred and forty pumps, so you never have to worry about taking up space or finding a pump. And then uh, it's it's like nothing else inside. Like they have a whole wall of fresh jerky. And then they have like prepackaged jerky too. Like they will do samples of, of jerky and like carve them off for you right there in the place. They've got wow. they've got a full Texas barbecue set up. It's crazy, man. If you ever are in Texas or now it turns out I guess random spots in the south, then uh, you got to check it out.
1: Hmm. You went with the sliced brisket sandwich from Bucky's, a convenience store, really. I, I trust me. I know it sounds nuts, and and the thing is, and, and I know you're a northeast guy,
3: Steve. So, Wawa is probably kind of your your thing from back home, maybe back sure. in the day, right? But uh, people say, oh, Wawa hoagies. You got to go Wawa hoagies. No, I, I don't do that. I don't do sheets. I don't do any of it. I'm telling you, Bucky's is its own wow. little universe. You got to You got to check it out if you go there. They have they have egg and brisket tacos. They they have every kind of thing you could imagine. Man, it's crazy.
1: I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's talk about uh, the news of the week. And I was, you know, I was definitely looking forward to having you on uh, to recap SEC Media Days. But all oh, that kind of got trumped by the fact that Oklahoma and Texas may join the conference. Are you blown away by this, or has this been some chatter behind the scenes that all that stuff from a few year- years ago was going to come back around with OU and Texas? No, this this came totally out of nowhere to everybody.
3: Like this total bolt out of the blue. Uh, I don't think people are shocked that. It could happen, but there had not been any indication that it was near happening. I mean, heck, just last week they had their media day for Big 12, and their commissioner, Bowlesby, is sitting there saying, oh, we don't even uh, think about expansion anymore. We don't (laughs) worry about realignment at night. Well, it turns out you should have, dude, because uh, they've been working on this for a while. And uh, What's interesting is it's pretty clear the reason it came out when it did is because Texas A&M is trying to stop the train. Like their, Their AD was at media days, Steve. No one ever, no AD ever shows up at media days. And just coincidentally, this thing comes out in the Houston Chronicle. And wouldn't you know it, the AD of Texas A&M is there and ready to talk to anybody who will listen about how bad this is. A&M wants to stop it. They're trying to stop the train. Otherwise, we'd all probably still be in the dark for a few more days.
2: So I I know the why, right? Money is at the center of all of this if this was to expand to 16. I'm more curious from the football perspective, in terms of realignment, there's been a lot of ideas floated out there, right, whether it's the four-pod idea, you keep the two divisions and re, you know, re, um, move a couple of the teams around. In your mind, has there been a conversation about this, like what the football aspect looks like for the SEC if they do indeed add these two?
3: I think it's a given that the divisions are done because yeah. already, I mean, look, the, the West has been way too dominant the last few years. It's not good to begin with. And uh, they, they only have it the way they do right now, in part because they're trying to preserve a couple of rivalries. Well, one of them that they're trying to preserve is Texas and Alabama, or not Texas and Alabama, I'm getting a head start, guys. Tennessee and Alabama that they're trying to preserve. And, and look, who needs that rivalry at this point? Tennessee is the nail and Bama's the hammer every year. Uh, Auburn, Georgia has a lot of history, but I mean, at some point, you got to just acknowledge what you're doing doesn't make sense anymore. You got to move forward with with things that work better geographically. Having Missouri in the West makes a lot more sense than Missouri in the East, which is what they've done right now. I mean, there's just some things that need to be fixed. So, I think we're looking at pods, whether it's you know, four or four or how they do it. You know, we're gonna have to wait and see on that. Frankly, ESPN is probably gonna have a lot of opinion on whether or not they go to nine games or keep it at eight in the conference. There's a lot of different moving parts here, but if they just try to cram them into the West and move you know, Auburn and Alabama to the East, that would that would stun me if that's how they decide to resolve
1: this. You're in South Carolina. You're in Columbia. So, uh, you know, it's SEC country. It's also ACC country as well. What, what are the fans saying there? They like this 100%. They don't like it. What's their concern?
3: I, I think most fans would rather this not happen but kind of acknowledge that it's going to, so I just hope you make a lot of money. When the reality is South Carolina, since they came to the conference in 1992, they made the SEC title game exactly one year and they lost. And they've had three years after that where they won double digit games, but none of those three years did they get through and make it to the title game. So you're already playing way uphill anyway in your division right now. Florida's always got better resources than you. Georgia's always got better resources than you. And, and Tennessee is at least potentially got better resources than you. So, Honestly, you know what, what's a couple more logs on top of the stack that's already on top of you. You're probably not going to make it out from under. Um, maybe then getting to a pod model, you know, who knows? Maybe there'll be some year that they catch a, a good set of circumstances, and maybe they could sneak through the title game again. But I, I think they realize that it probably just makes what was already unlikely even more unlikely.
2: So I'm curious, you know, you see a lot of the jokes too, right, Uh, that uh, can't wait to watch Texas win four games uh, every single year the rest of the time. So who is – what's more likely? Who's more likely uh, in store for the rude awakening, the fans of Texas and Oklahoma or the SEC fans who think that their defense are going to run roughshod over these two teams?
3: Texas is the most overrated football program in America. I mean, look at what they've done. They've won three Big 12 titles in 25 years. I mean, for Pete's sake, with all their resources – they don't ever live up to their potential. Other than when Mac Brown got it going, he had that one run of about ten years where they were fairly consistent. But even Brown only won two Big Twelve titles. Other than that, they won one in nineteen ninety six, and nobody else besides Mac Brown has won one. For all their ability that they've got, the money's coming out their ears. The, the, the location is great. The state is loaded with talent. They never live up to the height. They haven't since Darrell Royal was the coach. He was like last year was nineteen seventy six. I mean, this is the most overrated program in the world when it comes to college football and the hype on it versus what it actually delivers. So, look, maybe they come to the SEC and somehow Sark is the, the perfect fit for that job, but if you watch Sark at Washington, it didn't exactly seem like he could get them to that next level. He got them from horrible to okay, but he never got them from okay to good. didn't really get going at Southern Cal, so it's hard to evaluate, but he certainly didn't get them from... Talented but mediocre to talented in doing anything. So you know, why, if you put him in the SEC, why exactly is Texas going to be special? I, to me, Oklahoma is the more interesting one. Texas, we know what they are. They're a bunch of underachievers year after year after year, no matter who they hire as coach, it never changes.
1: What do you think of Dabo Sweeney saying that he's not really in favor of a 12-team playoff because he doesn't think there's enough good teams?
3: Well, he's right in the sense that do I think that a team that is the last team in a group of 12 is going to win the title? Probably not. I mean, you think about it, Steve. How many times have you felt like in the last few years there was a team past six at most that you said, yeah, if they just made it in, they could have won it. There's a couple of times you could make an argument, but not many past six. So I think he's right, but I also think he's completely missing the point. The point is all of us who are not fans of these individual teams have gotten pretty bored by the idea that the playoff every year is going to be some mixture of Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State, maybe Notre Dame, and once the Blue Moon, an LSU, a Washington, an Oregon makes a cameo appearance, but it's basically about five to six teams every single year. Even if it boils down to those same four or five teams, again, at least now, People stay engaged. I mean, we, we have not seen anybody make the playoff yet, not a single time with two losses. Well, that's not great to know that if you are Georgia, for example, and you play Clemson, you lose your first game. As soon as you lose another one, that's it. You're done. Right. No chance of the playoff at all. That's not great for maintaining interest. And I, I think Dabo is, is kind of oblivious to the idea that a system that delivers him basically an automatic trip to the playoff because the right. ACC can't play dead. That that's not good for the sport just because it's good for him.
1: Yeah, I also think being stuck in the now is kind of silly. I I believe, and I'm very, you know, I'm one of the very few, John and I were bickering right after the national championship last year about the fact that I think there is going to be more balance in the future. I don't think the superpowers will always be the superpowers. Things will change at Alabama when Sabin goes bye-bye. NIL actually may, I know right now it doesn't seem like it's going to balance things out, but I think there's going to be more. Good programs. And the other thing is, if we don't change the transfer deal, there's going to be a lot of kids who go to, like Clemson lost a bunch of guys who moved out. There's going to be a lot of kids who go to schools and they're after two years are like, I'm not playing here. And then those players start to filter to other schools. So, I don't know, am I making a decent case that there may be more balance and more good teams? You know, like the highest level teams in the future.
3: Yeah, I mean, you make a case for that. And also, look, we've seen teams that sometimes get better at the end of the year. Look, I'm a Tampa Bay Bucs fan, and I'm a real Tampa Bay Bucs fan. I'm from Tampa, so I can tell you all the horrible years. I'm not one of these dudes who's like, oh, Tom Brady joins so I'm a Bucs fan. Uh, The Bucs were not, in any remote sense of the word, a champion for the first three quarters of last season. They figured it out late. Well, in college football, it's been impossible for a team like that, that that finds their mojo late to ever win a championship. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but that at least could be a possibility now, that somebody who is, for whatever reason, maybe a quarterback change, had injuries, whatever, somebody gets it going in the final month of the season and is good enough to make it in, and then maybe something happens. At minimum, I think we've all seen what's been going on since 2014 and said, this is not great, so try something else, and maybe it's better.
1: Tell us about covering SEC Media Days. Is this actually one of the biggest and best events you cover all year?
3: It's like almost nothing else that you can cover because <laughs> they, 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 they put you in a suburban Birmingham shopping mall. I mean, I, I envy you guys who get to do West Media Days so much, Steve, because yeah, you guys, yeah, you're in a great city, and, and you're not there for days and days and days. With us, it is literally, it is a hotel in a suburban shopping mall in Birmingham, Alabama, and it's just hour after hour after hour of rolling through uh, coaches and players. And then the one thing we didn't have much of this year, normally they let the Goober fans in the lobby. And so there they're, there's dudes who think that putting on a Bear Bryant hat and being old makes them look like Bear Bryant. And so there'll be dudes <laughs> dressed as a guy who died in 1982 walking around. And it's just like, what, what are you here for? Who are you? Do you really think you've had enough cigarettes and brown liquor to look like that man? Come on. What are you doing? Why are you here? Have you heard? Bear's been gone. You even got a coach that's better than Bear. What are you doing? But they're there. There's people. There was a, a couple that brought a dog, died to look like a tiger this year, Steve. No joke. Uh, oh, yeah. Second time I've seen them. They, they they bring their dog every year. There's people who bring bulldogs. So. This year wasn't as much of a clown show as it normally is because they didn't let the fans in because of COVID, but there are still some that showed up outside the building. Uh, it, it's it's like nothing else. I can just tell you one quick thing. When Mike Shula was the coach at Bama, it was not a joke, not Sabin, not something that you're worshipping. Mike Shula, I swear to you, Steve, two dudes, I watched him do it, literally followed the guy into the men's restroom. I, oh, no. I don't know if they were hoping to you know, get an autograph. They were hoping to catch a <laughs> peak. I, I don't know.
2: But
1: for peak.
3: real, it's that kind of vibe.
1: Talking to Heath Klein, little SEC talk, uh, also college football realignment. Uh, last one, and you know, I said at the beginning of the show it was going to be No Vaccine Friday show, but that got blown out of the water by the, uh, the Vikings and the Patriots coaches getting pushed out. Uh, how much of that talk – Was there at SEC Media Day and around SEC football? Are there going to be issues? Are there some programs out there that aren't vaccinated uh, that could cause cancellations? Will it be a big issue in the SEC?
3: It could be because, obviously, you look at the map of the states that have the worst performance on this, and it's pretty similar to the conference footprint. Now, some of the best teams, it's not. Saban says his bunch is over 90. Kirby Smart says his bunch is over 85%. But according to the SEC, only six teams have reached the 80% level, which is what they're hoping to get everybody to. And you, know, you just don't know. How, how, how many of these guys is it any kind of sincere objection? How many of these guys have it, eh, I'll probably be okay. It's not that big a deal. And they're just kind of putting it off. I think that the, the coaches are going to do everything in their power to get the ones who fall into that second category to take it seriously with the idea, hey, you may forfeit games. Uh, we need you to do this. This is important. I don't care what you read on the internet. We'll get you a doctor to talk to, to answer whatever questions you got. But for all of us, we really need to get this done. I don't know how many teams have an actual issue with guys who have really become convinced it's a problem and won't do it. But given the numbers, the odds that at least one or two teams are probably not going to get to that threshold and be vulnerable, especially with the way it's spreading in states like Missouri. Yeah, it's it's a concern. I think it's a very real possibility that there's somebody who winds up forfeiting a game this year.
2: How important do you think it is when you see like Nick Saban and the Kirby Smarts come out and say, yeah, we're close to 90 like, percent? I would assume that pushes these teams who want to compete in the SEC. Like, guys, come on. Alabama is going to be close to 90 percent. Very li- unlikely that their games get canceled due to COVID situations. They're forced to forfeit. we got to keep up with this if we want to compete here.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll try to use that to lean on their guys. But I mean, again, yeah, you just hope that people don't have to learn the hard way. And mm-hmm. uh, that's the thing we're seeing. I mean, the way this this Delta thing is spreading. And I'm with I'm with you guys. The last thing in the world I got to sports radio is to have to talk about virology for Pete's sake. But yeah, you know, the way this thing's spreading, it's a real concern. And there's some states like Tennessee that have had to really backtrack on their public health messaging just in the last 48 hours because. That's a state that was basically saying, we're not going to talk about the vaccine at all. Heck with it. Yep. We fired our health director. We're not going to even acknowledge this thing exists anymore. And then they're looking at their numbers like, uh-oh. So you just know it's going to have to have an impact, unfortunately, on, on college campuses and on college football teams. So hopefully people learn and, and move fast and avoid it. But it would not surprise me at all if there's some some pockets where it does affect it.
1: Top coach candidates to screw things up with this this year. Uh, Dan Mullen and Leach. Is there someone else? <laughs>
3: I would definitely say Leach would be someone you'd have on your board because Mississippi State, uh, that that state as a whole, is not doing well with this. And then Leach is such an iconoclastic guy. He used to ask directly if he was vaccinated and refused to answer, which is kind of its own answer, I think, for all of us. Uh, that, that, I think, is definitely a guy you'd have your eye on. Uh, Mullen has a knack for saying some dumb crap, but I'd be surprised if, if Florida – if that school, and I may, I'm an alum, so I admit maybe I'm I'm giving benefit of the doubt here, I would be surprised if the power structure at that school wasn't sending the right message, even if they don't think Mullins.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I was surprised. I was looking up college rankings because uh, I was looking at candidates for the Big Ten, you know, from an academic standpoint. I noticed that uh, University of Florida actually has risen pretty high in college rankings. It actually is a pretty good school.
3: Yeah, if you're if you're doing the SEC power rankings, it's definitely a bandy one, and then you can argue a little bit about Florida, Georgia, maybe A and M, and and then let's yeah, just say there's a, there's a dip when we get to some of the other schools. There's
2: a dip. <laughs> will, will Dan Mullen's wife still be kissing and hugging players as they oh come boy. off of the bus? Yeah, let's
3: not do
2: that. Uh, uh, she's she's a lovely woman.
3: She used to be on the uh, Golf Channel and uh, local TV. She's a very lovely woman and very enthusiastic about uh, every aspect of their. T-
1: Heath, that was great, man. Thank you so much. Let's get you on soon. Uh, if you uh, go online, you can check out Heath uh, doing a show. Uh, one to four hour time. Converting, it's tough. One to four hour time. He's on the game in Columbia, South Carolina. Thanks, Heath.
3: Uh, anytime, guys. already to put me on hold. I'm going to listen
1: to the Big Five at Five. There you go. <laughs> Heath Klein, yeah, big supporter of the show. He, uh, every once in a while, he'll check in at uh, like 2 o'clock in the morning, his time watching the uh, late night happy hour. So He's good, right? Yeah, of course. Real good. Yeah, that's um, yeah, the vaccine stuff with uh, Leach, especially. I know you went off on Leach the other day. He's such, he's such a quirky guy, and people are like, he's a he's like an evil genius. He's an interesting genius. Nah, I'm not so sure.
2: Quirky implies positivity with his personality. There's nothing positive about it. Uh, coming up, let's get to
1: the Fat Pack, and we also got to tell you about a really cool event that went down yesterday as uh, Darren Waller had his youth football camp, and, man, that looked like a lot of fun.
0: The phone lines are open. Join the conversation on Cofield & Company now by calling 702-364-1100 or tweet us at Cofield & Co. <laughs> You're live with the Fat Pack on Cofield & Company.
1: I don't care if the sun don't shine. I do my drinking in the evening time when I'm in Las Vegas. You can sit in the sun and camp. I get my color from a sunray lamp when I'm in Las Vegas. Wide-ranging topics today on um, the Fat Pack. A little physical conditioning. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. I got to build on what we were just asking uh, Heath Klein, South Carolina from Columbia, on the game there. And... The convenience store food. Okay. I've heard Bucky's is good. And it's mostly uh, Southern based. He said it's out of Texas. I didn't know that. But uh, that they have outstanding food. I am going to Texas if everything works out for UNLV and UTSA. You can get a brisket sandwich and a hot coffee. I mean... We didn't get to see the brisket sandwich that was up on Heath's account. It was just, it was wrapped. But it is intriguing that you could have a sliced brisket sandwich from the convenience store. Now, my plan was uh, anytime I go to Texas or Florida to not spend any money mm-hmm. and contribute to the economy in any way. Um, you might have to. And you know how I would do that? I generally would buy a bunch of chicken sandwiches here and then eat them throughout the trip there. Some ampum ones. I know you guys have gotten on me about that before, bringing the the kind of puckish convenience store chicken sandwiches that I get here on the road and then eating them three days in. Yeah, maybe not the safest thing to do. Hopefully there's a refrigerator, but I'll find out if there's a Bucky's actually in San Antonio proper. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say this This the name of this town New Braunfels. Braunfels. Uh, that's outside of San Antonio. Apparently there's a Bucky's there. I need a picture of the sandwich. looks pretty good. Doesn't look bad. Looks pretty good.
2: I mean, I would – if that was in front of me and somebody told me – it didn't tell me that it was a gas station brisket sandwich, I would eat it.
1: Okay. Are you more confident in the convenience store now with – you know, we're trying to be a little cleaner. Uh, Are you more confident in the wrapped sandwiches or the food that – the wrapped foods or the food that's on the rollers?
2: I've never really been brave enough to go. You've never been a roller food person? I've – like I've had the, the occasional hot dog in my life. The, sure. The big dog. Sure. Over at a certain place.
1: Is that a Seven Eleven? Yeah. Or, is it a big bite or a twi- oh Leads yeah they a big bite, bite yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: or a taquito
1: every once in a <laughs> is that while. How you say it? <laughs> or are you do it like me with the
2: taquitos? Yeah, I've a had taquito? the taquito. The taquitos every once. But they have evolved. I will say that. Like uh, I've got so much food. There. They have full pizzas like in yeah, the so. window. Like, we, Would we, you
1: like a slice? We tell the story all the time that uh, <laughs> one of our uh, board op producers' favorite. Pizza was the full 7-Eleven pizza.
2: Oh, really? Or all the pizza yeah. in yeah. town. Yes, he loved it. That's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it looks good. They have like lemon pepper wings now and everything. I just, if I get a gas station brand food item, it's always only peanut butter and jelly. I don't know if I could go with the actual
1: meats and breakfast sandwich, whatnot. Yeah, I can do that. You have a breakfast sandwich. I can't really screw up a biscuit, you know, eggs and bacon.
2: Yeah, just throw it in the microwave. Sure.
1: Now they used to in my, but, view, but I, I will make the argument that we, the our stores here do need to step up because there are tremendous stores around the country. Oh, Wawa's and this Bucky's place seem phenomenal. And he mentioned Sheets and a no, Quick no, no. Trip in the Midwest. QT is very good. We do need to step up here. I, I, like we, it's weird because we have I think we have more convenience stores like per square mile than anywhere in the country. Like we we've got a lot of uh, neighborhoods here, a lot of street corners that have three mm-hmm. and, and an intersection. And yet, the the food there's not doesn't seem to be like a real competition. No, you know
2: what you know what is unmatched out here in our convenience stores. It is the drink selection and like like the coolers and the fridges. Oh yeah, like there's Unreal. there are some places. There's a Green Valley Grocery right yeah. next to my place. What do they got? It's just a massive wall and a walk-in one, by the way, too. Oh wow! And it's just all any drink you want, whatever you want. Think about it; they have it. It's incredible. They also have wine.
1: Uh, video of the week, I think the official video of the week we may have to hit later in the show, and that is uh, a couple falling all over themselves, drunk, literally not being able to stand up. I think that was over at the Rio. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But uh, the most intriguing video of the week, or maybe it's annoying, Adam Hill brought up, and it was some cat on TikTok in a convenience store, and I, I mean, it looks like a setup. But for some reason, the cashier is like, hey, can you sing? And she starts playing some music. And this guy, who's like a little shifty looking, walks up. And then, oh, my God, listen to him. I already did one tonight. Come on, one time.
0: Keith Urban for me, one time.
1: All right,
2: Keith Urban, we're about to
0: do it. the long summer is come and gone. And I don't know why at all is this way The walks quiet and the carnival rides All
1: right, you're really good. Eyes empty
0: as my broken heart Tonight Can I ring up my food, but please? I closed my eyes and one more time I'm Spinning around and you're holding on tightly The words came out I kissed your mouth no 4th July it right, it's been so 45 seconds. Come on. I understand. But you promised you'd be back again.
1: Oh my god. So all I right. Find a talent show stand. on TV and let's go. We get it. I have to get my it's snacks. My lunch. All, all right. With the growling. I'm on lunch break, man. I got 15 minutes. I got a f- I got a 40 and some pudding pies I got to put down before I go back to work. Enough with the singing. So obnoxious. That's our show in a <laughs> nutshell, because I think most people who watch that kid sing, were like, oh, my God, what a talent. And we, we actually put ourselves in the position of sitting in the convenience store line behind him, right. and you're like,
2: uh, can we move on? What are we doing here? He tells her, I already did one today. At the beginning of the video. She's like, come on. That I would be so annoyed. <laughs> I know I, you I, would. Dude, I I to, to be honest with you, I'd probably put my stuff down and leave. Like yeah. I'm just I don't have time for this. Yeah. I'm gonna go find another convenience store. I'm gonna go to Bucky's. This doesn't happen at Bucky's or Wawa. This happens at like
1: a never mind, I don't wanna
2: <laughs> I don't wanna denigrate any of the fine other convenience stores around here.
1: Well, when you first saw that, did you have the sound on? Uh <laughs>
2: Well, yes, because I was told to. So. Okay, I, but I did see poor man's post Malone, and I was like, "What is this?" Is gonna- I,
1: when I first saw it, I didn't have the sound on, and there's an African American gentleman behind him who's making like all kind of faces and stuff, and I I didn't know the guy was singing, and I thought it was like some viral video, some guy like flipping out on a cashier being like all racist, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this guy's gonna get his ass kicked." He's like, and then I put the ass. sound on, and he's doing Keith Urban. I was like, "Ooh, I misread that video. Oops." Don't judge the book by the cover. With uh, like you said, Methy Keith Urban,
2: yeah, poor man's Post Malone, whatever, <laughs> you man's Post Malone. It, whatever you want to call it.
1: Uh, also, issues with what he was uh, selecting. What he was actually? Well, he, what was he? Was there some sort of iced tea, lemonade, and then it looked like some really offbeat chips?
2: Well, it was the you know the smart food popcorn in the black bag. It was, like uh, the, but it was the spicy like like flame and hot version of that popcorn and like some wow.
1: twisted tea. Not a great combo. Yeah. He's got a future. Well, no,
2: also not great. that one,
1: that one eye that goes the other way. <laughs> He'll be okay. Face tattoos.
2: Uh, look, I, I feel like, like, yeah, he's not getting anything out of this.
1: He might. No shot. He's a pretty good singer.
2: Okay. Well, I haven't, like I haven't no, heard anything. No, no
1: microphone. I mean, you know, not, nothing. He was solid. He was solid. He's got a future. This <laughs> must have. Someone must have picked up. Like, hey, you know, why don't you come in the studio? Let's see what we can do for you. Let's see. No, the guy, no, no. The, there, was a he, home, there was a homeless guy who got a, who get freaking. He got a job with Kraft Mac and Cheese as a voice guy. This guy, I mean, let's not just base it on his looks. Wow, he did get something. I told you, he got three rock on
2: emojis from Keith Urban on Twitter. Well, that's all I got. Congrats. Wait, that's you, it. You wasted my lunch hour There's, to get three rock on emojis from Keith Urban. He's on gonna Twitter.
1: get a tryout somewhere. He's gonna, or he'll be in a band. Maybe he's in a band. He probably is. He's a. You know what happens a lot of times? Like these undisco- undiscovered singers and musicians. Like they they were already in the biz. He's also
2: got one now. He's got one point four million dollars or followers on TikTok. Not, really? Not dollars.
1: He needs he needs one point four million. Oh, there's where's multi- nil for this kid? There's multiple videos. Was oh, that right? So he's done this all the time. Yeah. All right, we'll watch that during the break. I'm out. Maybe he'll. Maybe we'll want to embrace him. Probably not. So did you see the deal that went down yesterday? I did. At uh, All American Park. Uh, Darren Waller working with a uh, hundred kids at risk for many reasons, but a hundred different kids at a football camp. Uh, it was yesterday, seven to nine again, all American park up there on uh, Buffalo and Charleston and Mike Mayock showed up. And I think Zay Jones was on the scene. Pretty cool. That's a, that's one of those where you're like, we are really fortunate here with pro sports. Cause we still are a very small town. Yeah, They like, think about a lot of, a lot of pro markets, you're not like, oh, let me just zip over to the park over there. And Darren Waller and the team's GM and another wide receiver are holding a camp. You know, there's a lot of big cities where you're like, oh, let me drive an hour and 45 minutes to get over to that event. So mm-hmm. may not be the case 10 years from now, but. <laughs> we are growing very quickly. I thought that was neat. And I, I think Waller, you know, we had him on two days ago. And I, you know, I said it to him when I meant it. I, at the end of the interview, I'm like, dude, you're a good guy, man. You really are. The fact that, you know, for all he's been through and he feels like he needs to pay back. And you know now one of his missions is to make sure he's telling kids all the time don't make the mistakes that I made. Well, and that was you know, that was my takeaway from your talk with him too. Is you know just being a dad realizing,
2: well seriously though, but like realizing how vulnerable kids are, like like that shapes everything. You know, influencing a child positively can affect their
1: life in a great great way. And yeah. so yeah, it's really cool. And you remember I asked him, hey, did you have something like this when you were a kid? And he's like, nah, I never got to. Did you? Did you ever meet up? You ever get uh, like a pro athlete, someone, you know, pretty big time, get a chance to be around them now? DeMarco Murray threw me a water bottle in high school. (laughs) Well, you guys were, (laughs) he he was older than you, right? Yeah. He was a senior when I was a freshman. Um, Have I told you, I've told the story many times on air. Um, I don't know if I've told it with you around. Uh, In high school, they actually brought in Lenny Dykstra. Pope. I swear. I swear it was Lenny Dykstra. And he gave a speech, and then I realized – I don't even know what the speech was about. I realized years later that I think he was serving – he was doing community service (laughs) because of some of the problems he had off the field. Care about you guys? But when you're 16 years old, you're like, this is cool, man. One of the Phillies is here. It's it's Lenny Dykstra speaking to us, giving us life lessons. Finley
0: Toyota. They'll do anything to sell you a car. No Toyota problem is too tough, too large, or too small. Keep your Toyota. Running like a Toyota. It's Cofield and Company's eye on sports gambling. I'm
1: going to kill your
3: bookmaker. I'm going to rip his throat out. I will step on his throat until the man chokes. Let me tell you how.
1: Winners, 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 winners. Free, 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 free. free. Am I laying 11 and a half this weekend with Team USA men's basketball? Or taking France plus? I mean, the value
2: would theoretically be with Team USA it opened up as high as 14 some (sighs) spots. I will say the French have the potential to be the best defensive team in the Olympics, you know, because for, for those who are listening who don't remember, no three-second violation, no goaltending. Rudy Gobert on the French national team. It's just perfect for what he wants to do. They have pretty good defenders, Evan Fournier. Uh, they have Frank Nilikina on that team, Nick Batum. So there's a chance they're actually, like, the best defensive team there. So I wouldn't destroy you for still
1: grabbing, like, an 11-and-a-half type, but you've lost a lot of value on the number. All right. Well, I wanted an answer, so then so then, lay the 11, the 11 and a half, right? I mean, it's not one, it's not, it doesn't have to be one or the other. No, I have to bet it. Okay. That'll get me interested. Then bet under. Are you going to fade the uh, the women's team? The women's team? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it
2: depends on what you mean by fade. Are you going to bet against them in every single game? The the gap between the Americans and the women and what their field as opposed to the men Americans in their field, the men Americans. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got what you're saying. It's 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 pretty, it's really wide. I get the prices are high, but just because the price is high for them to win gold does not necessarily mean that you're getting value the rest of the way in an index prop like that.
1: All right. You're betting against them? Yes. Every step of the way or just Well, I, for the uh for the gold, yeah, I'm betting against them. Well, oh, okay. I bet? actually think well, I think Australia is really dangerous now that Liz uh, Cambridge Cambridge, say her name is, gone. <laughs> I think it's a submission uh, Adi- what is it? Subjection. Addition by subtraction. The neurons are not firing right now. She, she was, when you read some of the stuff that was going on with the Australian team, mm-hmm. and apparently there was some sort of dust up, she says no with the Nigerian team, and then she's been fighting with Andrew Gaze, who was, like, in charge of the Australian Olympic effort, and then she went after the overall Australian Olympic effort and said they're racist. You know, they weren't putting forth the right images when they were promoting the Olympics. Just like, then this goes back to her, you know, strongly racially tinged problem. When a coach dared say that she was big, she's six eight, um, you know. And then even further back with a local sportscaster, you know, bringing up racism there. So, I think there's a lot of people around the Australian basketball organization who are like, you know, what? Good, we have a chance to win now. We don't have this distraction.
2: I will say I have the Australians at twenty to one to win men's gold, and the Nigerians at hundred to one to do so. Pretty good prices those who moved. Happy about it You're going to be watching a lot of these games? Hell yeah. Early morning. Early, Early late night. Yeah, they're going to be great. I have time off actually coming up here in a week, so I'll be ready. You know Boomers, by the way, is the Australian men's nickname, and I'm such a stereotypical American. I thought it was short for boomerangs. It's actually
1: slang for a male kangaroo. All right, Big Five is on the way. We'll get into that uh, crazy bus ride the Bucks took during their parade, and also a lot more on the NBA draft. Yep, it's coming up next week. It's Cofield and company. Ari's back in our Finley Toyota Studios. Von Tobel, Cofield, back for another hour here on ESPN Las Vegas.